because I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just me or if it's just black women in, in general. We have a way of shutting shit down. We know how to hurt your feelings. <laughs> like, we know how to hurt I your feelings. Like, we have no idea. Like, we can hurt your feelings. <laughs> well, you will be in a corner crying. Yep. Boo hoo and holding your teddy bear, boo. Queens are not gullible, credulous little women that a man can say anything to and she believes it and accepts it. recorded now shit well you can always edit it well that's true but damn okay so boom hello <laughs> all right here we go <laughs> all right, let me do my introduction okay i get so nervous because y'all are like right there i'm not used to having people like <laughs> right there Okay. okay. We ain't even here waiting with you. No, but like y'all listening to me. Okay. And it's funny because y'all are funny. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, God. Lauren. <laughs> Don't stop this shit. <laughs> uh-uh. Release that. Okay. <laughs> Corona. Uh-uh. No. Okay. <clears throat> Somebody has noise in the background. Nisha was drinking this damn water. Okay, we'll put that down. Okay, here we go. What's up, y'all, and welcome to the very first episode of the Real Queens of the South podcast. I'm Elle Green. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Tasha. Hey, it's Nisha. Hey, y'all. So, today we're going to be talking about relationships. Relationships, okay? So, first of all, what is your relationship status? I am in a relationship, but I'm single. <laughs> okay, now, hold on. Before we go further, so explain that. What does that mean? It means if I'm filing taxes, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm in a relationship. Yes, I'm in a relationship. I'm not okay. married. Tasha? I am still single for a long time. <laughs> Okay, what's a long time for you? Long time, long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and as you know, I'm married. I've been married for going on three years in July. So we have different dynamics of relationships. So I felt like it was important that we get different perspectives on, um, you know, just relationship topics. So one of the things that um, Nisha and I was talking about the other day was about maintaining independence in your relationship. Like when I think of independence, right? Cause we know that means having your own, doing it on your own to some aspect. Right. Yeah. So for me, for example, um, in my marriage, I guess you can say I maintain my independence because I still work. Whereas a lot of women, when they get married, they 
have the luxury, yes, I call it a luxury, of being a housewife. They get to stay at home. Their husband goes out to work and make the money and pay the bills. But I choose to continue to work because I want a career for myself. I worked hard for the career that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And I want my own money. And the money that I make does go towards my household. But I also put some, some aside for myself for the things that I enjoy doing. Exactly. Um, independence for me also means, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like Velcro with my husband. Like, I don't have to be with him every single minute, every single hour of the day. There are things that I like to do that I did when I was single. Like, you know, whether it's just going shopping or whether it's just taking a drive. There are still some things that I like to do on my own that doesn't necessarily require my husband. So that's what I think of when it comes to maintaining independence. Yeah, I was I wasn't really, you know, I was raised on being your own person and, and independence and not have to depend on someone. You know, especially when you're in a relationship, you can get lost in their and their goals and what they want to do. And you want to be that support system a lot of times. So you kind of veer off from what you want to do or um, the life that you want to live because you want to feel like um, you're supporting your, you know, your man. Right. Um, I, I can really agree with that because I don't want to be a housewife. That's just not, even though it'll be like easy, you know, right. how you get up every day, you just clean, you know, stuff like that. I don't have any kids. So stuff like that would be easy. But at the end of the day, like I, I wouldn't be happy. I yeah. wouldn't be happy with the with that life because it's like it's not really a life for me. It's not excitement. It's not meeting new people. It's not experiences that you you know you make on a daily basis with people that you come in, in, um, in, in interact with. Right. So I would I would actually need that in my life, you know. Um, so yeah, I just I wasn't raised to to be to be that to be that housewife. This is that's just not in me, right? Same here. And speaking of that, just not being raised to be like that, I wasn't either. Um, it's almost like my mom basically taught me not to depend on anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You need to make sure that you're self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. You take care of yourself, pay your own bills. And even when you do get married, you still need to have something to decide just in case. And of course, you know, you don't want to be thinking about it just in case when you're married or when you're in a relationship, but I mean, yeah, no. yeah, it you know, you never Sometimes know, you, you never, never know. know, you never know. And when you watch some movies yep. or television shows and you see the kind of things that women have to go and through, it's not even, it's really not even television shows, it's people that you know, people that you've been, yeah. you know, that you interact with on, day, on a daily basis, and you see your friends or your family members going through this and you like, oh no, you know, I can't, yeah. I need, you need that. You need that, yeah. that's the, that's security. That's pretty much that. That's like your security blanket. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yep. So Tasha is single and then she said she's been single for a while now. And so Tasha, why do you think you're still single? Why do you think? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, part of it is, okay, so there's two parts to this. So part of it is um, my faith in God, you know, my my relationship that I have 
um, with Christ. Um, that's part of it. And the other part is because um, I've kept myself in the bubble for so long, if I'm being transparent. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've kind of kept myself in a bubble for a long time because, you know, I would just see things and see guys and it was like, I don't have time for that because I don't want to get hurt. So yeah. I've kind of put myself in this bubble to where, like, I if a guy even tried to give me a chance, I would just literally cut him off as soon as he came to me because I felt like he automatically came to me. Like, I had this whole thing in my head how I wanted a guy to approach me. And if mm-hmm. he didn't do that, then I would just cut him off. You know, even if, if he may have been respectful when he approached me, but because I didn't like, well, I didn't like the fact, it may have been something small like, Hey, miss, how you doing? Well, my name is not miss. My name is Tasha. Well, I don't know your right. name. So, you know, how am I supposed to go yeah. to Tasha, you know? So I, <laughs> so, I literally was just like, I don't want to talk to you because you just, or I would just entertain somebody for a couple of days and then I would just block them. But where did that come from? Where did this guard come from? Um, I believe it came in. I think it was because my, my, thought process and the way I saw relationships coming up kind of embedded in my head how I thought relationships always were so it was just like I was just um afraid you know there was there was this certain amount of fear of getting my heart broke and I I saw it so much coming up like a lot growing up in my household I saw it a lot so I would I would just be like I don't want to I don't ever want to go through that, you know. Yeah. And so when I you know, with, with me and Christ got together, you know what I'm saying with me and him yeah. we had a one on one, you know I had made a decision, you know like God I'm I'm just I'm gonna wait until you send me my husband, but at the mm-hmm. same time I also had to come to the realization, Tasha, you know you can't uh you can't uh. Yeah, you 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 can't stay in the house for the rest of your life. And then right. when somebody comes to you, you be like, "Oh, I want to talk to you." Oh no. So I'm beginning to open up more. Mm-hmm. I, 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 so, I believe I am. So what has changed from you having your guards up and wanting him to approach you a certain way and having um, expectations? Because I would even say that those are high expectations. Um, but just having a certain level of expectation of how to be approached, um, what has changed from that to now where you're open for someone to possibly come in and court you? Um, I think one thing has changed is that I have to have, I think I have grace, a little bit more grace this time um, mm-hmm. and give guys the opportunity to, you know, even just approach me in general. And I think um, knowing that every everybody is not perfect you know and some people really just don't know and sometimes you have to you know um sometimes you you have to take a step back and before because see I'm so quick to pounce and so quick to like be like oh no I don't have time for that but just take a minute and assess the situation or assess the person and be like, okay, now, you know, he, I, I I, believe I could talk to him, you know. But also trusting yeah. your gut, too. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. a big thing, too. I think sometimes we sweep things under the rug um, because we want something and we want somebody. But if if the spirit and your gut is telling you that it ain't right, it, then it's not right. Yeah. And I totally feel you on that because 
when I was dating, I was scared to date. And I was scared to date because I felt like everybody puts their best foot forward in the beginning. I agree. You know yeah. what I'm saying? In the very beginning, it's like the what honeymoon phase. You know, he's sweet. He's nice. Oh, my God, he did this for me. Oh, my God, he did that yeah. for me. And it's all roses. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Everything is great. But over time, you get comfortable. Yeah. And they get real comfortable with you <laughs> to the point where their true self starts mm-hmm. to come out. And it's like, who is this monster that I'm now calling my boyfriend? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know... Who I, I just don't know this person that I thought he right. was. So for a long time, you know, that scared me from dating him. My husband had to really break down a lot of layers to really get to my heart because like I said, I had a I had a huge guard up. A huge guard. So Nisha, what um made you decide to get into a relationship with the person that you're with now? He was different than what I was used to. Like I had mm-hmm. this trend of dating certain type of guys. And um, at the time I was talking to somebody and I was talking to um, to him as well. And I realized like the other person really wasn't giving me what, you know, my boyfriend now can give me. Like it's not even about, you know, spending time. It's, it's about like somebody who think about you when you're not, you know, when you, least think about it and think about you you know like it's he thinks about me more than I think about him you get what I'm saying and that is something that I always wanted not somebody who what can I get from you you know what what can I take from you all the time it was was always what can I do for you you know how can I make you happy and then that's that's what made me like you know what this is this is the person that I want to I want to you know date and see where this goes yeah Mm -hmm. So let me ask y'all this because Tasha brought up a point about sweeping things under the rug. And so that brings me to my next point, toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. We've all had them. Mm-hmm. What has what have your experiences been with dealing with toxic relationships? What is a toxic relationship? What is your experiences dealing with toxic relationships? Are we just talking strictly man and woman or just relationships in general? <clears throat> Mm, that's a good question. However, you choose to answer it, baby dog. Uh, Corona. <laughs> um, Lord bless it. Bless it. Um, so, for me, being the type of person that I am, I've been in a lot of toxic friendships slash relationships because uh, a friendship is is a relationship. Um, yeah. I think that um, what made me stay is me feeling like I needed to either prove myself to that person or needed to be accepted by that person. But that stemmed from issues with my childhood. So I, with my friendship, friendships or relationships or whatever, what has happened is some of them, um, the besides the ones that I have now, because I think the ones that I have now are pretty solid, but the ones that I've had in the past um, always was built on the need for me to prove myself to that person. And like, cause mm-hmm. I would notice that I would hate when that person get mad at me and I would do everything I could to make them not mad at me no more 
or mm-hmm. um, I would, uh, I would, you know, legit, like if they was mad at me, I would just wait and I would call and call and call until they answer the phone. And a lot of people play on that. Like they play on the fact that you're vulnerable. They play on the fact that, you know, that, oh, she, she, she need me more than I, more than I need her. So, you know, mm-hmm. but I think, mm-hmm. I think I had to realize that, hey, you know, I'm more worthy of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to realize, like, I'm, I'm a good ass friend and I'm yeah. not about to be chasing you, trying to make you fit into a, into a space in my life where you don't fit. And so a lot of people yeah. have to fall out by the wayside, you know, and it's just, and I, I really had to allow people that I met to play their part in my life. If your, if yeah. your position in my life is to, is to be my friend for a month, that's going to be your position instead of trying to make it last for two months. If your, mm-hmm. if your position is to be my friend for a lifetime, then that's going to be your position. But for the people who ain't supposed to be there, they, they had to go because it was just becoming overwhelming. <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. Um. So we're talking about um relationship with a with with a guy. Um, I've have to say that I've only really been in one toxic relationship, and that mm-hmm. was because I was naive. You know, you talking about somebody who wasn't dating in high school, who went to college and you know was dating a little bit, and it's just to me it was just naiveness not knowing not having someone to actually explain to you how how men are um what to look for you know in 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 those types of relationships um it's just it's to me it's all about growth it everything you know every relationship teaches you something um so that's what i that's what i take take from it i don't really say that i you know i wouldn't even say it was toxic it was because at the end of the day, it was a choice that I made. It was a choice for me to let them do or let them say or treat me the way, you know, treat me the way that that they treated me. Like, I could have left at any time. So, to me, it's, it's, it was a choice that I made. Um, even when it was guys that I was talking to that wasn't really right for me, but I wanted them to be right for me. You know, it was a choice mm-hmm. at, the, you know, mm-hmm. at that time. You know, like, that's, that was my yeah. choice. I put everything by the wayside. Like I don't, I don't care what he said. You know, I want I, this mm-hmm. is what I wanted. So this that was a choice that I made. You get what I'm saying? So I and do. then you're talking about friends. You're talking about friend relationships. I don't really feel like I had any toxic friendships because I'm not that type of person. If I don't like you, eventually you gonna know. So yeah. like I'm, I'm just that blunt. Yeah, you cut it off before yeah. it, you kind of cut it off before it gets. Yeah, toxic. Like, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I I can't, or I just won't. We just won't talk. Like I just can't. Yeah, I just can't be that. Yeah. I I need peace in my life, so that's just not. And then at the end of the and it was crazy is I would take more from a guy than from you know from a friend, and that's that to me shouldn't that that shouldn't be it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For me, um, toxic relationships, ooh, I've had too many. I've had too many to the point where I had to look in the mirror and ask myself, what is it, what is it about me that's attracting these type of guys into my life? Because, you know, sometimes patterns, when you start to see patterns in your mm-hmm. life, it's trying to reflect something to you. Mm-hmm. It's trying to show you something that's going on with you. 
And even though it may manifest into a relationship with somebody, whether, you know, a, a, a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship or a friendship, a lot of times when there is a toxic pattern going on or any type of pattern going on, it's trying to reflect something to you, to think about something that you need to change, something that you need to give thought to, something you may need to pray about or get rid of altogether, you know? So I kept getting into these abusive relationships and I'm talking mentally abusive and physically abusive. And, you know, I, I felt, I felt a little sting when Lisha said, you know, it was a choice. And I think about, you know, seeing my mom get abused by my dad, you know, and I'm asking myself, was it her choice? Did she choose to stay for me? Cause she wanted me to have my dad in my life. Did she choose to stay for her? Because, you know, did she not want to be alone? Cause you know, a lot of us, sometimes we choose to stay mm -hmm. in a relationship because we don't want to be by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Or we don't want to have to start over. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times that was the thing for me. I didn't know how to leave because I didn't see her leave right away. She didn't. My mom didn't leave my dad right away. Even though I saw him be abusive towards her, she didn't leave right away. And so that taught me at a young age that some things you just accept, you know, until you just get fed up. I guess, I don't know what made her finally decide to leave. But for me, it was like, well, you stay, you stay through it all. You know, if that's something that you really want. And then on the other side, I was dealing with my own insecurities. I had a lot of insecurities um, when I was younger and I didn't think that there would be anybody else to quote unquote, love me or find me attractive or like me in the state that I was in. You know, I was basically feeding myself lies, mm -hmm. you know, like this is, this is all you're going to get right here. So you better hold on to them. And so that's what I think I, that's why I chose to stay in some of those toxic relationships. Um, but friendship wise, I'm with you, Nisha, on that one. You know, I, well, I don't know. Cause I, I do try to, I do try my best to try to fix whatever the issue is, whatever problems there are, I try to fix it, even though I know it could hurt me, even though I know that it's probably not worth my energy anymore. I always try to fix the relationship. So I don't know. I have a hard time with letting go of toxic friends, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I have any now. I don't, I don't have any toxic friends now, but when I did have toxic friends, <laughs> it took me a minute <laughs> took me a minute to just say you know what I have to be done with this I have to because it's starting to drain me mm -hmm. you know I'm starting to come out of myself and that's not good for me you know mm -hmm. but um moving on to this last topic um where's daddy so Tasha where's your dad um well both of them are not living at the moment at the moment <laughs> yeah mine isn't either mine passed yeah. away when I was 13 mm -hmm. um Nisha what about you I have a dad he's alive and so how has when they were living Tasha and since you still have yours Nisha how have they shaped 
your ideas about how you should be treated as a woman and the man's responsibility to you? Well, um, so my biological father was not in the picture. Um, I mean, he was, but he was like in and out. But the man who raised me, um, it's, it's funny that you asked that question because I always said that, you know, whenever God does send me my husband, that I want him to be a model of him in a sense because, um, you know, he had his flaws. But one thing I did notice is that he took care of the house, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he paid the bills. And even like I can remember times when he got laid off and um, like like his job was one of those jobs where he would get they would when it was slow they would lay people off when they pick back up they would hire people back so it was one of those jobs and every time that would happen he literally would get us up early in the morning and um and sit us around the table and let us know like hey things are going to be hard for the next month or so um but we're gonna be all right and we will pray and then you know my father was a deacon as well so he was the first man to teach me how to pray because you know we would always mm-hmm. go to um go to church on Sundays we would be the first ones at the church on Sundays and opening the church and he would start praying saturate the atmosphere so I remember all those things about him and I always said you know I really want somebody that's modeled after him and my grandfather you know because my grandfather is a pastor too well he's retired now but you know just watching how they took care of the household and how they made sure that the family was was kept together the best way they could. And even when they didn't have the money, you know, it was just like, we're going to be all right. And we had to trust the fact that the dad, well, you know, and I call him, I didn't call him dad, his name, we called him Poppy. So I had to trust, I had to trust the fact that, you know, when Poppy said everything was going to be all right, it was going to be all right. You know, so, and that's Mm -hmm. what I want even with my future husband, I, I want to be able to take a step back and, you know, because sometimes we as women, we could become, ind- it's all right to be independent, but sometimes it's all, it's also, you also have to know when to take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to let you leave, you know, I'm going to let you take the reins and this, let you leave. So that's what I, I want to do, but still be yeah. his backbone. And when something's not right, trust, we trust each other mm-hmm. enough to be like, hey, this ain't right. Let's let's sit down together and let's figure this out. You know, and that's what my dad did. So, for me, um, like I said, my dad passed when I was thirteen, and even before then, my mom and dad had gotten a divorce when I was like seven, mm-hmm. and so I really wasn't around my father. And I believe my mom had maybe one boyfriend mm-hmm. since um, the divorce, and he was not good. I'm going to just put it that way. And so he left the picture like six months, eight months or so later. And so I really have not had a male role model in terms of showing me how I was supposed to be treated or, you know, how I, you know, I, I just didn't have it. I didn't have that. And so going into relationships, especially as I got older, I had become so independent that I couldn't, I didn't see you as a man. You know what I'm saying? It was almost like, I got me, I'm the man. I take care of me. Um, It it took a while for me to even ask him to do anything for me because I would do it on my Mm -hmm. own. And then it's like, okay, if I ask you to do it and you don't do it in my time frame, I'm going to do it myself. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> you know, I'm not going to wait for you. And it took um, my husband now to sit me down and say, hey, either let me be the man or you need to be single because <laughs> I, I'm tired of competing for this position, you know. And I didn't quite understand what he meant because, again, I didn't take it as I'm the man of this relationship. I'm wearing the pants. I just took it as this is what I'm supposed to do because I didn't know any other way. And so that's my whole deal with, you know, not having a father figure to show me how to be a wife or how to be a woman or even how to or what to expect from a good man. You know what I'm saying? So that that was me. That's me. Um, I am like a mixture between you two. Um, even though my dad was around, he also wasn't around because he was in the military. So really, my mom was the one who was there, you know, most of the time. And so that's where I get my independency from. But I'm not going mm -hmm. to say that my dad didn't show me how to treat you know, a woman, because my dad treated my mom like, you know, with so much, well, from what I saw, you know, with mm -hmm, so much mm -hmm. respect, you know, you know, with a child looking at, you know, look the outside looking in, you know, you see, you see your dad opening up doors, your dad taking care of bills, you know, your, your dad working, you know, making sure everything is, you know, good with the house. You know, but my mom was the was the person who pretty much raised me to be the person that I am. And I have, you know, mm -hmm. to me, it's, it's crazy now that I don't really, now is the time when I'm actually really knowing who my dad is, you know, not, not in, my, mm -hmm. in my older age. You know, I start to see, yeah. now I'm seeing the flaws. Now I'm seeing, you know, things like, mm -hmm. you know, of that nature. Mm -hmm. So, but I didn't, I never, when I was young, I never saw anything negative, you know, in that saw him in, the, in a negative light so I didn't I just wish that he was um the person to talk to me or tell me about how how guys are have that have that relationship with me you know to to tell me things like that instead of me having to pretty much experience it on my own like I wish I had that mm -hmm. person to to tell me what was what's really up, how this world, how this world is, how the world really is. You get what I'm saying? I really wish I had that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I get yeah. it because I I think that you know now here yeah, you say that I think that <laughs> um my dad did have those thoughts, but it was really my mom who kind of embedded in my head that like men are this or men are that because see my mom is my adopted mother is very dominant. She's always been like mm -hmm. that. So I, even my, my dad was subtle. He was very quiet, but when he spoke, he spoke with such authority. Like you knew to go sit down. But my mom was the right. dominant one, so sometimes it would overpower. You know, mm -hmm. my dad sometimes, mm -hmm. and sometimes he was like, "I don't have time for that." He'll walk off. But um, I do know that um, she, she kind of embedded in my head to be afraid to she was is she is the reason why I, I believe that I'm afraid to be in relationships was watching how she handled um my dad and thing and stuff like that. I think that I always said mm -hmm. that I never wanted to 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 be that person, you know. And I am very strong. Yeah. So even sometimes now I have to learn how to scale it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
all the time like this is a lot you know yeah but then i realized yeah. you know somebody had tell me tasha like you act like one of the niggas so you so they're gonna treat you like one i was like you know what right, right. you right you right. right so i've learned how to <laughs> like um be subtle in certain situations and and and, and you know sometimes yeah. you I may wear a dress that, that got my thigh meat out. Or I may, you know, and, but that's just, yes, yes, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of like, yeah, scaling back and knowing that, okay, you don't need to be rah-rah at this moment. You wait till you get in good, right. then you be rah-rah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, y'all, so we've come down to the last minute. I call this one last thing and so basically you just give one last piece of advice or one last thought that you may have anybody want to start with your one last minute um well my one last minute is to be um you know be confident um in yourself and 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 trust your gut you know trust your decision making um if, if something feels off to you address it especially in relationships you address it and don't be afraid um of of what happens when you address it because I think sometimes we we tend to do that we we don't address things that we see especially red flags we don't address it because we're afraid that we might lose that person but you know be confident in knowing what you know yeah um I have to agree I also would say don't confuse compromise with losing yourself know the try to know mm-hmm. the difference yeah. like really know the difference because losing yeah. yourself is 
it is hard to gain that person back. And yeah, point blank period. Just be just be yeah. who you are. Never try to never change for no man. Because if he can't accept yeah. who you are now, then he's not the one you're supposed to be with anyway. Well, dang, you just took what I was gonna say. Well, what sorry. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But no, um, my one last minute would be to follow us at the Real Queens of the South on Instagram and Facebook, y'all. Follow our Facebook page as well. We'll catch y'all on the next episode of the Real Queens of the South podcast. Till then, peace, love, and blessings, and we are bye. Love you.